This is the Post Shift Podcast, a broad look at the hospitality industry. Hey, Post Shifters, this is a very special episode. I really enjoyed this episode. I sat down with uh, Avi Coonan from Little Jumbo and Parker Lang from The Mint, amongst other things. Both of them competed in uh, Fight for the Cause this year. Uh, we talk a little bit about uh, bartender fitness, and there's a lot of things I can talk about in life, but this is not one of them, so I hope you enjoy this episode. So how about you start by you introducing yourself first? Okay, hi. I'm, uh, I'm Avi. I'm the bar manager at Little Jumbo, and I sometimes do exercise things. <laughs> Uh, I'm Parker Lang. I'm a bartender here where we're recording at the at Mint. Mint. At the Mint. Uh, I am an athlete. I'm an amateur boxer, hoping to be a professional boxer one day. Oh, wow. Yeah. So really what I want to tell you guys, because I can talk about a lot of things in this industry. I can talk about work-life, well, I can't talk really about work-life balance, but like how to achieve, like try and get close to work-life balance. Um, and that sort of stuff, but exercise and bartender fitness is something I cannot talk about at all, um, purely because it doesn't even come into my schedule, which it, I'm trying really hard to make it come into my schedule. I plan every single other thing in my life, like including time with my family. Um, why wouldn't I not plan an hour at the gym every day? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still working towards that. And the reason why I want to sit down with you guys is that, Abby, you've always been active on and off and balanced out work like water polo water polo water polo water polo not for not for a while but yeah yeah. it's a tough sport yeah and then uh, you both did fight for the cause this year that's right yeah and did you find a competitor because I remember I watched your fight Sure but did, did you? F- I know that you had trouble finding someone. Trouble finding me an opponent. We found an opponent though. His name was Danny Pruel. Great guy with a good fight. Did you win? I did win. Yes. How many rounds? I won a full distance, uh, three rounds. Wow. So what did you get? Three rounds too. Uh, I stopped it in two. Nice. Yeah. You stopped it in two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I finished it in two. Um, fight for the cause uh, for people listening is a fundraiser where they pit just regular people. Basically, against other regular people unless for charity. Unless you're Parker, I was the exception. Yeah. this year, which I'm surprised they let you because I thought they had a very strong rule about no previous training. Yeah, I made a, I made a, you know, I made a claim, a, claim, I, a good case, a good case, I should say, uh, to them. Um, it's for it's fundraising yep. for charity, and uh, I hadn't fought in years, and um, I had a. Uh, personal loss of a family member last year that just uh drove me to wanting to compete again yep. and uh, that person was actually a former employee at studio four so we oh, wow. came together and said hey look i want to do this i want to do this for this person let's 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 go for it and, and so they found someone that like danny had the same sort of level of similar yep. similar competition uh experience yeah is he the big tall guy that goes to boxing every week no, no, Danny was probably 5'10", 5'11". <laughs> short, short, wow. like French bulldog who yeah. just gets right up in your grill yes. and doesn't let you breathe. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It looked awful. It I was, would not have wanted to fight him. He was he was a heavy guy and he leaned on me for three rounds and he made it difficult for me to get anything off. and It was, uh, it was an exhausting fight. When I did box back in the day, that was always the hardest thing for me is I was always like a good eight inches taller than everybody that I fought. And so if they got inside you, like your reach is great if you've got room, but if you don't, you get kidney punched and just your size, I pee blood on, on after fights on a number of occasions yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they just get inside and just pound my kidneys like freaking mm-hmm. punching bags. Yeah. Um, are you still boxing? Yeah. I know that you've called me out on a number of occasions about coming down and, and doing some training. Yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah. throw hands sometime. <laughs> uh, yeah, I box. I box when I can. Um, 
the issue for me the last few weeks since kind of fight for the cause when I was doing fight for the cause a lot of other things fell by the wayside yeah so work included a little yeah. bit uh, so then after fight for the cause the pendulum kind of swung well tell everybody way. like what like I know how intense because I was doing boxing like twice a week or three times a week when I was doing it before world class last yeah. year but for fight for the cause you do it like six days a week yeah so the there's training uh four mornings at 6 a.m. and then on Saturday at noon. Those are the kind of mandatory ones. Um, I really like to win. (laughs) (laughs) So I was was working out like eight to ten times a week. Wow. Um, And it showed in the ring. But Miles is pretty intense too. The guy you fought, he's pretty intense. Oh, God, he's terrifying. Yeah, Yeah. he's quiet and he just like, I've watched him like in class and he just like, that boy's got some rage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah really deep down yeah, inside. Yeah, I mean, but he, that was kind of a good matchup for me because I don't have much rage. Yeah. So he played, I was, a smart, he played a very smart game with him. Yeah. Him I, moved, swing. I moved my head a little yeah. bit. Yeah. He, was, he smacked you up, though. Like, you, he, yeah. He, we, we got were, some solid punches. We both bled a lot. <laughs> there was, yeah, they needed a mop afterwards. Wow. So that was fun. So it was cool. Um, but yeah, so once Fight for the Cause ended, uh, the pendulum kind of swung the other way, and I kind of threw myself more into doing my actual job mm-hmm. and trying to do it as best I can. So now I've kind of got the systems in place to be able to kind of balance out the two, which is what I think we're all working towards. Yeah. I think for both of you, like, how do you, how do you balance off, like, closing down the bar and then getting up at fucking four thirty five o'clock in the morning <laughs> to get up and train. I, I don't have a balance. Like there's there's Will you literally sleep or not sleep at all and then just go straight to training and my schedule is after? psycho, if I'm gonna be honest. Um just to give you an idea, like my, my current weekly schedule, so I have a I have a fight at the end of March. Um and for those listening, I don't just work in the service industry, I'm a carpenter as well. Yeah. Uh, so I work Monday to Friday as a carpenter doing that. Uh, I wake up every my Monday and Wednesday look the same. I get up, I go to boxing for six to seven. I wake up at five a.m. Go to boxing six to seven. I work eight to four. Uh, after work, I go for, I go for a five k run. Then I do yoga. That's every Monday, Wednesday. Wow. Tuesday, Thursday, wake up five a.m. again. Uh, go see my strength and conditioning coach six to seven. Go to work eight to four, and then I drive out to Soup Boxing Club, uh, uh, where I train six to seven, and then go home and pass out. And then my Fridays for the last five months, I wake up at 5 a.m., go to boxing, work 8 to 4. Uh, I lift after work, usually get a nap. I train it. Uh, I work here at the mint at 9. I work till 4 a.m. Uh, and that's after getting up at 5 a.m. on Friday. I work right till 4. Uh, get up on Saturday. And Saturday is usually like a rest and recovery day. So I'll yeah. do something like go to the sauna or go sit in the pool or go for a hike. And then I open the bar on Saturdays and I lately been doing doubles on Saturdays where I open the bar and then I manage the floor for the rest of the night till close and then I wake up on Sundays and I go to sprints for 9am and that's after closing the bar and getting out of here for it. Jesus. A little bit different. I think think you have a, well I shouldn't say you have a leg up but you're ex-military too, right? So. Something wrong with me for sure. Yeah. (laughs) You're ex-military so like that sort of regimented Yeah push and drive is probably how long were you in the military for seven years yeah so seven years of like a regimented drive mm-hmm. that is insane 
And folks, if you're listening, if you are looking for work-life balance, it's probably not it. That's no, it's not the way to go. I the work-life <laughs> yeah. balance is tough, um, and it's definitely lends itself more to being single, uh, the life I'm living. But um, you make it work. Yeah. You know. Are you single? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I felt like that was a. Uh, hypothetical question there. yeah for for lots of uh very opposite reasons to parker i have all the time in the world for that but but your mother doesn't approve of any girl you bring home uh no my mother would be great i just uh i didn't know that this was going to get into relationships Sean. oh no 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 uh, we're just like talking about work-life balance and yeah like... no that's that's great uh um, <laughs> how do i put this i uh oh god i don't know I get. I have very high standards for the people with whom I spend a lot of time. That's fair. So I have very few close friends, and lots of friends, yep. lots of acquaintances, and I. Yeah, I enjoy meeting people, and so if, if you like the sound of my voice, I guess. But, <laughs> I'll put his yeah. number. I'll, I'll say his number at the end in a post edit, so you can drop him some emojis. Yeah. Um, so with you sort of balancing back now, what do you think your schedule is going to look like for work life balance? So I am not trying to be a professional athlete. <laughs> uh, I am not trying to get up at 5 a.m. That did that for eight months. That's so fair, dude. Or, sorry, eight weeks. And yeah. it was, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. It was, I would close the bar, go home, sleep for a couple hours, get up, go train, go home, nap, get up, and then go, go work. A lot of naps. A lot of naps. A lot of naps. Um, going forward, it's, it's kind of the thing where boxing happens maybe three times a week. Yeah. I'll probably, there's, there's classes on Sunday morning, there's classes on Monday night and Tuesday night, and then I work Wednesday through Saturday. Um, and then I, I go for runs, I'll go to the gym on my own yeah. time, but it's not, it's not gonna be anywhere close to as regimented as, as Parker's <laughs> routine is, mainly because I kinda don't like going to the gym. I don't like lifting weights very much. I think yeah. it's kind of boring. Sounds um, like you like yourself better too. So it's probably <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know if, that, if that's justified. But, but I, th- I think that's the thing is like you're working to get to be able to train. Like your your work schedule sort of to a degree like works within what you what your training schedule is. Whereas your I've I've forced it to yeah to work for sure. Whereas you're balancing off your work training schedule to be more of a social fun thing whereas you're just want to beat up a guy in a ring to a degree (laughs) i've i've wanted to be i mean i've been in a gym since i was five years old i mean i was a competitive swimmer when i was five years old and i did that till i was 14 um i was quite good um i was my coach wanted coaches wanted me to go to the olympics with that like it's and then i and then I switched to other sports, lacrosse, football, rugby, and then I found fighting. And it's just, it's, I've always wanted to do something with athletics. And um, I kind of lost the opportunity a couple years ago from a car accident. Yeah. And just through therapy and fixing my body, I've been able to get back to a point where I can train full-time. Because like when we met, you were, you were big. You were bulky. You were like yeah. I was doing a like, lot of powerlifting because you were like two fifty, two sixty. That's right. I'm like two thirty right now. Yeah, so I'm down quite a bit. Um, I just couldn't keep the size on for. Well, you could eat boxing. a ton of food. Whether you're two hundred eighty pounds of fat or two hundred eighty pounds of muscle, it's, so, it's so, so amount of calories. You know, when I'm I'm running all the time, I'm doing yoga, I'm doing cardio all the time. It's just it's really hard to keep that weight on, and I don't want to. You know, I'm faster, I'm quicker, I'm, I'm it's it's better that this way, this way for sure. What like. I suppose more for Abby because you're doing it professionally like what drives you to get out of 
bed and go to the gym because I think that's the hardest thing. Like a lot of bartenders, like I'm old, I'm getting older, like I'm 40 next year. So for me, my the best I'm doing for myself personally, health wise now right now is like I'm not eating. I don't eat a ton of carbs. I I eat better. Too much, too, just salads and protein all the freaking time, because um, I fluctuate so aggressively. Um, but going to school full time and everything like, that, like school full time, like, do I have the breakfast poutine or do I the Camosun <laughs> breakfast yeah, poutine? The, the, that thing will get you, man. <laughs> do I have the Camosun breakfast p- yes. poutine clocking in at two thousand calories, yeah. or do I have the yogurt and fruit cup? And the yogurt and fruit cup is usually my my go-to right now so I've, I've dropped weight just purely from that and not drinking as much as I used to staying away from beer like mm-hmm. crushing a six pack of beer is not good for your health um really <laughs> yeah you're still young champ <laughs> Let, let's 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 what let's what see what happens when you cross over the 3-0 no I mean I I kind of I've turned down my drinking quite a bit as yeah. well like I don't I don't have a beer after work anymore yeah. it's I found that like the first day was hard, and then the second day I was like, hey, now I, do I actually want a beer? I just want, like, something to drink. Yeah. So I fizzy water, yeah. and then that does the trick. Um, in terms of what drives me just to exercise and stay in shape, like, similar to Parker, I've been an athlete for basically my entire life since I was five. Mm-hmm. Um, started out with a lot of sports, narrowed it down to, to just the water polo, and was doing that at a very high level for a very long time. Um, Actually, that's kind of how I got into bartending, funnily enough, as I was, yeah, well, I had, of bartending. Yeah, I had an opportunity to go down to the States and play on scholarship, yeah. uh, so I needed to be training all the time, yeah. uh, but I also needed to make money, so I wanted a job where I could work part-time yeah. and make money and tips, yeah. so I was like, I'll be a bartender, and, and then I became a bartender, and, uh, and I was like, hey, this is a fun new skill that I can get better at. Okay, bye, water polo. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get better at this. When was last? Because it's only recently when you like you stopped like doing competitive water polo. I thought like 2015, 2016? Yeah, maybe I mean, 2017? I, I, I still play once in a while. There's like a Masters League in town. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's honestly tough when you were playing for that long so competitively to just kind of do pick up pop games. in and then like, fuck around for a little like playing, bit. It's like playing the yeah. NBA and then just going down to Beacon Hill Park and picking up basketball games at Beacon Hill Park. Exactly. It's like I'll never be as good as I used to be and there isn't really anything to play for. Yeah. So everything kind of just blends together now as well in my head and it's just like, yeah, whatever. Um, and that was what was so great about finding boxing is like, hey, here's a new sport. Here's something that is really fun and really hard and really good for you. And I'm getting coached again, and yeah. I'm learning new skills, and that's been really fun. So that's part of what drives me to, to work out, is like, hey, here's something else. I want to get good at it. I don't like not being good at things. I don't know if you picked <laughs> I, up on I that. never picked up on that yeah. at all. <laughs> I've never, never, ever picked up on that at all. Yeah. So like this, I think that's the hard thing with a lot of bartenders. I think it takes a lot of time. Well, hell, I do. I just make the freaking excuse that I, I can't book off time to go to the gym mm-hmm. and going for an hour. And I really enjoyed when I was going to the gym. I really, really enjoyed it. But literally right now I wake up at 8 a.m. I work through till 8, 30, 9 o'clock. And then that's school and work and everything. And that's pretty much seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's hard to book it in. And But I know how it's one of the, like I know it's still like drinking, like you know you probably shouldn't have that third old-fashioned, yeah. but you really want that third old-fashioned. Then you wake up the next morning, you're like, fuck, I wish I didn't have that third old-fashioned. But then you go... Story of my life at the mint, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys guilty. don't you guys don't stock those bottles of La Fendi Monde anymore, but God, those killed me back in the day. Oh, yeah. 
Like, in those things, you have one... Lo- you're like, I'll just have one beer. Oh, no, wait a second. I'm just going to have one... There's no such thing as one beer. One La Fin de Monde or one Delirium Trimmons. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay, wait a second. That was 8.5%. Well, because we'd always come here for uh, for Last Call. And we'd look at the menus and it's like, 750 ml bottle of La Fin de Monde. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> and then, yeah, right there, right in front of her face. And then all of a sudden, it's like... 2.45 and yeah. we've been casually sipping and our server comes over and it's like hey you gotta finish these up <laughs> so I'm taking them off the table and by that I mean it's 2.30 and yeah, you finish your drink yeah. and you've left the room already yeah exactly that's exactly what it is yeah. 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 it was 2.45 in drunk time yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's right yeah and then all of a sudden you're, you're hammering back basically a bottle of wine yeah. and then it's 2.35 a.m. and, <laughs> and uh, you have nowhere else to go. And it's one of those things up. with the gym. You're like, oh, fuck, i got to go to the gym. Man, I hate that. And then you finish the gym and you wake up the next morning. You're like, oh, my God, I feel so much better because I went to the gym yesterday. Yeah. Like the wife has been going to spin class every day. And I know it's a very nouveau thing for spin, but my wife loves spin mm-hmm. every day. She's at spin class for it's a biking hour. thing, right? Yeah. yeah. The biking, like, disco music. Yeah. And, like, yeah. The Light show. Form. Yeah. Yeah. But her whole firm, her whole firm goes. So at lunchtime, 10 people from her firm, including, like, the partners and the lawyers, That's all wild. get into spin. That's awesome. And jump in the same class and hit spin. <laughs> That's good. Then one of the partners goes to spin, like, three times a day. In the morning before he goes lunch and then at the finish as well. And she's been on my back about going to spin. I'm like, I'm not going to spin. It's just not me. I hate bike riding. Yeah, like, <laughs> spins not for. Not I'll, for I'll run on a treadmill and do that. So I think bike range is not my thing. So, what sort of drive? Like, what's the drive behind going to the gym? Like, if you're a young bartender right now, and like young bartenders have the the joy of being young, like twenty mm-hmm. year old bartenders not thinking about it. like when I came to Canada, I was twenty six. I was six foot five, which yeah. I still am now, but six foot five and one hundred and seventy pounds. Abby's just looking at me like. <laughs> and 170 pounds and now I'm up to about 250 yeah. we could have fought yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, then that's the thing is that's why when I used to box I used to be like I was tall but freaking skin and bones well there's so there's your drive Sean yeah. get, get back <laughs> yeah, down to 170 get back down to 170 and, and then we can, Abby. we can make something happen <laughs> um but then I hit 26 and my metabolism told me to fuck off and left. And I haven't seen him since when I, since I was 26. Yeah. So I wish he'd come back because my metabolism was my best friend for many, many years. And I think people don't really think about like how all of a sudden um, your metabolism does change as you get older. And how old are you this year, Parker? Uh, I am 28 years old. I'll, oh, be that's 20, right. I'll be 29 in June. How old are you this year? I'm 26. Yeah, so you're on, you're on the, the cusp. Yeah, of like, and I and I find it's hard to get back. And as I get older, every year it gets harder to get back to the way. But I I'm happy with how I'm sort of progressing now since January. Um, but what's like your your drive is to stay fit, and I think your your past and your background is all about like you've always been, you've never been unfit since. I get weird if I don't go to the gym. Like I weirder I, than you are already. I was yes, say. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> like I'm pretty strange to begin with, but uh, he actually turns normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, like I, I kind of feel like I go to the gym for everyone else's benefit. Yeah. Like I sound like I'm an angry guy or, or whatever, but I'm. Uh, I just I get weird. Like I get emotional. I get uh, temperamental. Like I feel like I just have this like ball of energy yeah. in my chest that I need to expel with running with the gym with boxing with doing stuff and it's always been like that like if I don't run and run that out and kill it like it's I gotta go I'm, I get weird so it's it's 
it's for my own mental health. It's for everyone else's benefit. Yeah. It's for uh, it's for my own personal health, and it's just it's just I got to do it. And that's that's the only thing there is, man. Do you find like being fitter, it, your body doesn't get put through the ringer as much? Because I know that like there's a lot of articles out there about ergonomics of bars, and mm-hmm. I don't think anybody works in bars 100%. that are like perfect. Um, Definitely not this bar. Yeah, hundred percent not yeah. this bar. Jumbo's pretty close. Jumbo's. <laughs> well, that was because it was designed for someone that was six foot two and up. Yeah, like you must be this tall to ride the ride the little jumbo bar. <laughs> true like it's it, and from the time that i designed the little jumbo bar to now just the spatial awareness of things because originally when i designed a little jumbo bar like i literally took measurements off the clive's bar about how high that should be but you you don't reference if you go higher it has to be skinnier yeah like mm-hmm. you think that like higher and then just keeps and then it's like wider and it's fine it was fine for me but for anybody shorter than me or Nate, it was just a freaking. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the Pags bar, I think, is like the best. Is perfect, and the FTW bars were perfect like that. Not much reach and stuff like that. And there's tons of articles out there about better bar design and ergonomics and stuff. But it, it it's sort of the, the other side of the coin of like bartender health, and I think that they never really ever talk about both sides where. Bar ergonomics is great, but if you're still unfit and don't do like stretches and stuff like that, it's still going to hurt. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely there's a reason why you don't see that many overweight servers and bartenders yeah. is because I mean, sorry, Shonik, Shonik. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired. Yeah, all right, wow. all right. Uh, you're gonna wow. softball, man. I gotta, I gotta swing at this. <laughs> Um, that was a T ball. That, yeah. that, that wasn't even a softball. That, that was low hanging. Like, literally, we just played on a T. Um, but yeah, we. It's a very active job, and it's you're you're on your feet for 10, 11, 12 hours at a time, and you're doing a lot of movements. And if your body is warm and your muscles aren't completely atrophied, yeah. then you're gonna you're gonna suffer less strained shoulders. You're not gonna you're not gonna fuck up your wrist as much. So, yeah, that's definitely part of it. It's staying in shape definitely helps everything, a, everything when yeah. you're a bartender. It's, yeah. it's just better. Um, it's just, I just enjoy it. it. I feel better when I'm working out. I feel better when I'm, when I'm in shape. It's, yeah. I'm a happier person. It's something that, yeah, like Parker, I was so used to doing when I was a kid. It's been, athletics has been so ingrained in me for, for so long that it's, it just feels good to be doing it. I find um, with staying in shape and bartending, like it's, it's actually something for uh, both my jobs as a carpenter and as a bartender that I take very seriously. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot of movements we do behind the bar, um, whether it's you know your your feet are stationary and you're turning your torso or you're leaning over the bar and putting pressure on your lower back all the time. I mean, I mean, I know a lot of bartenders that have just terrible lower backs. Yeah. Um, and I do think it's it's very important because you're doing a lot of unnatural movements when you're bartending. Um, but more than that, I you know it's something I learned when I was in the, in the military is that if you're not if you're not in shape um, to do your job, it's, your job just becomes harder mentally yep. and physically. Like if you can't if you're if you're behind a bar and you're exhausted because you're out of shape, you're going to be exhausted mentally pretty yep. quick. And, and then you turn and then you get grumpy and, and you get then... grumpy your customer service goes down yeah. you slow down on drink times whatever maybe you start having a couple more drinks yeah. it's, it's, it gets it gets 
I find actually that like like some of the best bartenders I've known have been some of the most in shape people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. If I'm gonna be completely honest, like Dino um, up at uh, Dino up at uh, Capital Board. Sure, <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. And he's rolling. He's rolling like at least five six years older than me, and he's yeah. fucking like I wish I could be in the shape that he's in. Yeah, like he's just insane. You know, Dean, right? Uh, maybe it might be a little bit out of your like age circle. <laughs> I mean, Dean's wow. been, well, Dean's been around for years. He used to run the bar at Vista 18 back in the day. Yes. And then he'd work at the clubs and stuff. And then he got back into the clubs when Capital, and he runs the bar at Capital. Formerly known as Sugar. For, uh, uh, yeah. For all the people out there. Uh, for all the really old people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he's a trainer up at Studio 4. Yeah. He's been on my back for ages to come up and do training with him. So. To, to touch on, like, to like the mental health side of it uh, too I find you know for this job I think it's no secret to any of us that mental health plays a yeah. huge factor in this in this industry um, and I find the you know the therapeutic aspect of exercise is so beneficial to doing this job and just staying in shape and wanting to maintain staying in shape I find for me really prevents me from Drinking at work from, yeah. you know, from, from, um, we've all smoked, we've yeah. all done, you know, silly things, uh, in, in our lives. And I think, I find that staying on the regimented schedule, keeping up with training, eating well, um, it's being addicted to something else. Yeah. It's, it's still sure. an addiction. Like, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know. it is good for you, but like, sure. Being addicted, you're just an addicted to something else that gives you the same high as the other things that you used to do that thought you thought was fixing everything. Totally. But it didn't help you at all. And I, I agree on that one. And that's why I want to get back to the gym because I find my mental health is much more stable yeah. when I'm exercising than when I'm not. And so I try and push myself now to take the dog for at least a mm-hmm. walk for an hour and a half and stuff like that and walk for 10 kilometers. And I know for me, like, if my mental health is in the dumps, it's so easy for me to, like, as a bartender for my performance to just nosedive. Yeah. 100%. And I think that's the case for a lot of bartenders. So I find that just maintaining overall well-being is, is really important. So if bartenders want to do fight for the cause, do you have something to add? I was just going to ask Parker a question. I was yeah. going to, yeah. Um, you know I'm you... the interviewer, right? This is my fucking podcast, right? You know that, right? No, you go. Sorry, sorry, Sean. May I ask Parker a question, please, <laughs> sir? Right. Um, how do you manage your diet with, Ooh, good with working, in, working in this industry? Because it's that yeah. was kind of my biggest challenge with um, doing the whole training is you're, you do your best to, to eat yeah. well at home and cook well for yourself, mm-hmm. but then you go to work and... Stuff. Yeah. Oftentimes yeah. your staff meals are... Oh, pags. You know how much fucking bread I try not to eat yeah. at pags? Like fucking <laughs> oh, one shift pound a whole loaf of fucking pags bread. Yeah. It's tough. I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, there's a lot of packing meals. Um, luckily, the place that I work here at the Mint, I mean, we do a lot of Nepalese curries. Yeah. And so it's not, you know, curry protein and rice, protein, protein and rice. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not so bad, but I've definitely worked in, uh, I used to work at Darcy's where it's all, yeah. it's all public. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, even then, you know, you have opportunities to, um, you know, we all know how to fuck with the menu to yeah. make something as healthy as we can. So did you find it hard to do your menu when, uh, you were getting ready for the fight for the course? Um, I mean, so the way it works at Jumbo is we, we just get yeah. it. They just make us something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for the most part, they're really, really good about it yeah. and they'll make us something with greens and, yeah. and protein and yeah. nice things. Uh, every once in a while you'll, you'll get like 
the fish and chips and, <laughs> and that kind of thing. Um, but it's more just like before work, it's like, hey, yeah. what what can I grab to eat? Um, I I was na- I was napping until noon because yeah. I was up at, at five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't meal prep or anything. Uh, do I get a burrito? Do I mm-hmm. do I like get four salads because that's the only way that'll it'll fill me up? Yeah. I ended up eating a lot of uh, a lot of sushi. Oh wow! Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I do a lot of tacos now. Like yeah. again, it goes back to pags. Working at pags, like, do you get a, a salad with protein, or do you get a fucking huge pasta bowl? Right. And the pasta's like, even if you do a small pasta, it's still a shit ton of pasta. Mm. And so, um, yeah, if I'm gonna go out and have lunch, it's like tacos. Yeah, just protein in a wrap. Diet, diet. Being an athlete is just the toughest part in general. Okay. And I, you know, I think working working in bars and restaurants, it's it's difficult if you want to be an athlete. So it's it's usually how quickly we have to pan out of food and what time. 100%. It's, it's like <laughs> yeah. like yeah. ten thirty at night. Okay, I finally have two seconds, and I'm gonna stand like stand yeah, over the trash can, straddle stra- stra- the trash it, can, and yeah. bang, shovel it. And yeah. your stomach's just like, what the fuck are you doing? It's ten thirty <laughs> at night. You're pounding like a massive thing of protein into your belly, yeah. and now you're gonna go to bed in like three hours. <laughs> What I actually find to be very difficult, um, because I do tend to work longer shifts here at the Mint, um, is that I'm moving around so much, I'm burning calories, and I can feel myself like depleting. Yeah. I'll, I'll have nights where I'll have like two, three meals here, yeah, and I'm still hungry. Yeah. So like sometimes it's it's I can't eat enough at work, you know, because I'm trying to replenish from what I did during the yeah. day, and, and then I'm what you're doing, doing, running around yeah. at work, and it's just that's that's like I'll find you know. I'll go into a weekend of work and I'll lose weight over the course of the weekend just because I'm not eating yeah. enough for moving around. Wow. Yeah. That's what I used to be like. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm lucky enough I don't work Friday, Saturday nights anymore. Like, I'm, my body is just not enjoying that at all anymore. Mm. Like, waking up the next morning being sore, just can't. Absolutely. Just can't do anymore. And I've got youngsters. There's so many young people that I work with me. I'm just like, you can go, you guys work the Friday, Saturday nights. I work the Monday, Tuesday nights. Sure. You know, and be home and in bed by midnight. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. My yeah. wife's happy. I'm happy getting back up at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, so, Fife the Cause next year, every year we sort of, the hospitality community, I think, comes together and always, there's always a couple of competitors from the thing. What, what's your, your two cents on anybody who wants to compete, fight for the cause? Like, what's the, the good things and the bad things? Just do it. There, there were no bad things. It's it's hard, and some you're you're gonna wake up a lot of mornings, and you're not gonna want to get up. Um, but it's it's worth it. Yeah. It's yeah, the best thing I've ever done. So, wow. Yeah. Um, for me, like I, I, I've competed in a lot of sports, uh, combat sports. It's it's the most uh, physically demanding thing I've ever done, but it's also the most mentally challenging thing I've ever done. You know, you're going. You're training for eight weeks yeah. plus, however long you've been training. But for an eight-week fight camp, you're training knowing that someone else is training. Trying to, and at the end of the end of that eight weeks, they're trying to knock you out in that yeah. ring. And it's that's that's a mentally trying situation to be in. Um, you know, and and just the little things day to day, like making sure you grind through grind through each workout and getting the most you can out of each workout. And yeah, you're tired, but not slacking ass. And yeah. it's just be prepared for something that's difficult. But there's nothing better. There's nothing better than wow. there's having going into a into a ring and fighting for me is it's it's the truest form of competition. You know, you look at any sport, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever. When the when when the sport breaks down, people are throwing fists. Yeah. It's the truest form of competition. 
And getting your hand raised after knocking somebody out or winning a three-round war or having a good fight is better than any drugs. It's better than the best sex I've ever had. It's, it's the best thing. And... What's sex like, Parker? <laughs> <laughs> that might be a for me. Like it's, um, but uh, be prepared for the most challenging thing you've ever done and the most rewarding thing you've ever done. Yeah, well, and recognize the insanity of it all because you're, you have these moments going through where you're like, I'm training God knows how many hours a week for eight weeks for literally six minutes yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. And it's like, that's not, it's not rational. No. It, it doesn't make sense. So um, how sex for you, Abby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty non-existent right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's not. It doesn't make sense. Uh, but it's it's worth it at the end, and it's it's the most fun I've ever had in wow. in like an athletic competition. And it's terrifying because you're you're in there, and it's like you have to conquer this kind of fight or flight. I've never been in a fight before. Okay. Like, never even once. Okay. Never. Also, Fight for the Course of you was your first, like, fight fight. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm really, I'm, I'm good at talking and smiling my way out of, out of adverse <laughs> situations, so, yeah. Um, no, it was my first fight fight, and it's like, oh, you, wow. you look across, you look in front of you, and there's this guy who's... Who wants to go through you. Who wants, there's, like, there's... And the scary thing with Miles, and, like... Miles is terrified. He wants to fight me again next year. Oh, wow. Um, and I will. He wants I, a redemption shot. Yeah, he wants he wants another opportunity, and I'm, I'm down. Um, but he's like, there was, there. it wasn't a human eye anymore. It was like, there was just this primal, animalistic instinct about him. And there was no awareness of anything else that was happening outside. He didn't know where the ref was. He didn't know, like, where he was. He just knew where I was, and he just knew where he was. Wow. And that was it. And it's very poetic. It's terrifying <laughs> because you're you're looking and you're like, Jesus Christ! If this guy like, if I let this guy hit me, he's gonna knock my head off. Yeah. So you don't, have to don't let him. Don't let him hit <laughs> you. And then you have to conquer your own kind of fight or flight instincts. Yeah. And then and there's the adrenaline rush that comes with grappling that. It's actually kind of similar to the kind of first high I felt with bartending, where mm-hmm. you've got this rail of ten chits or whatever. And everything's about to spiral out of control, yeah. and you just kind of grab that situation and wrestle it back into your grasp. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a similar thing where it's like every instinct is screaming, "This is going to be terrible. This yeah. is stupid. What are you doing? Get out! Run!" You're um, so completely unprepared for this. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. But you grab that and you wrestle it back into your control, and then you just you go forward. Wow. And on that note, I think uh, I'm mentally exhausted just listening to you guys talk about getting ready for a fight. Um, I want to thank both of you. I know it's early on a Sunday morning, and um, I appreciate you sitting down with me, but I think a lot of young bartenders... For the uh, record, it is, uh, it is afternoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, afternoon. But <laughs> it's early for, it's, these, guys. It's early for yeah. these guys. Um, I think a lot of young bartenders don't think about these things until it's too late. Like, they turn 30 and they turn 31, and all of a sudden they've, they have matured and put on weight. And... They party their way through their 20s working a sweet job that allows yeah. you to do that and have yeah. fun, and then all of a sudden it's like, what happened? Yeah, yeah. You where did this come from? Where did yeah. this And this I know, my, I know mine came from, from just working too much. Totally. And so... Yeah. Um, and I'm a workaholic, so I know I've got to go change that. And you guys have kind of inspired me to do that. So 
Instagram selfies in the mirror for Sean are coming up. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait. Absolutely. Uh, but thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, guys, check out Fight for the Cause and Studio 4. Google them both. Uh, if you're in Victoria, definitely participate next year for the hospitality industry. Um, and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks, Pooh Shifters. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, if you're listening, whatever platform you're on, give me a good rating, subscribe, listen along. Uh, I'm going to keep going. I really enjoy sitting down with people and learning where they're from, what they did, and how they got to where they were. So if you love it, give me a good five stars. If you don't, give me one and I'll try harder.